Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Omaha Hockey StatCast. This week we are going over the final home regular season series for the Mavericks where they split again with number two North Dakota with a 4-1 win on Friday and a 5-0 loss on Saturday. Let's get into it. get into the stats from this last weekend. So the Mavericks end the season with an overall record of 14-17-5, and 8-12-3-0 in the NCHC. They finished sixth in the NCHC by just six points. So if you're keeping track at home, that is literally, I mean, if you can come down to the two bad weekends against Miami, and we were right there in fifth with St. Cloud. But the pass is the past. Uh, goal scores on Friday for Omaha in the second period at 11.53. Nate Konepke got his first of the season. First as a Maverick. Uh, even strength goal from Ryan Prochette and Dean Stewart. Then again in the second at 16.19. Kirby Proctor, his first as a Maverick from Noah Prokop and Dean Stewart. Even strength goal again in the third at 11.55. It was Ryan Brichette getting his second of the season from Martin Sundberg. And Joey Abate, even strength goal. Then again in the third, at 14.58, Zach Jordan from Tristan Keck, an even strength goal. And if you saw my Twitter, that goal was very, very similar to the goal that Jordan scored um, up in Grand Forks against the same team back in January. It was very, very similar. All right, so uh, total goals on the season. The Mavs scored 108 goals this season, in the regular season at least, averaging exactly three goals a game. They allowed 107 goals all season. That's an average of 2.97 goals per game. So it was very even uh, goal-wise this season. The Mavs finished the regular season with a 1,012 shots, an average of 28.11 shots per game. They allowed 1,114, 1,114 shots, an average of 30.94. Penalties, lots and lots of Omaha penalties this last weekend. So I get down to it. Um, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on Friday. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on Saturday. And uh, the power play for North Dakota went 0 for 5 on Friday and 2 for 8 on Saturday. Omaha's power play hasn't scored in six games. They are now one. They've only scored one since the Colorado College uh, weekend, and that was when they went 1 for 5 on the Friday at home against Colorado College. Uh, since then, Saturday against Colorado College, 0 for 2. Uh, against Miami, where they went 0 for 7. And this weekend, they went 0 for 8. However, and the, on the other side, the penalty kill. Um, again, for this last weekend, went 5 for 5 on Friday, 6 of 8 on Saturday. However, they've kind of taken a step back as well this these past few weekends, uh, going 5 for 5 the Friday against Colorado College, 2 for 3 on Saturday, then against Miami. Um, they went 3 for 5 that Friday, 4 for 5 on Saturday. Then this last weekend, as I just said, 5 for 5 on Friday, 
six of eight on Saturday. Eight power play uh, chances on uh, on Omaha was the most of the season. Not a great way to go out. Um, they had had seven, uh, looks like three times uh, this season. So penalties definitely a big thing to keep keep an eye on this weekend as we go into playoffs. Limiting Denver's chances. We'll get into that. Um, so as it stands right now, the power play is at 17.57%. Uh, the lowest it's been all season. Penalty kill sits at 81.29%, which is uh, right on, about right on track where they've been the last few weekends. So that is great. That's a little bit on the stats. Let's go into uh, some records. I went over a lot of records last weekend before this this last weekend um, I'll just kind of update those um, a little less in depth I guess so um, in the NCHC the Mavs scored 63 goals in all games an average of 2.74 they allowed 75 an average of 3.26 in NCHC games oh, goodness. Um, update that um, So, um, here we go. Sorry. Um, in Friday games, the first night of games, they scored 51 times, 2.83 goals per Friday game. They allowed 54, an average of three goals per Friday or first game. On Saturday, they went eight for eight. On, on Friday, they went six, nine, and three. On Saturday, they went eight and eight and two. Uh, they scored 53 times on Saturday or the second game. Uh, an average of 2.94 goals per game on Saturday. They allowed 47, an average of 2.61 on Saturday. Um, goodness, I don't think I updated some of these. Um, the Mavs scored 60 goals at home this season, 3.53 goals per game. At home, they allowed 53 goals, 3.12 goals per game. On the road, the Mavs finished 7-9-2. They scored 48 times, an average of 2.67. They allowed 54 goals on uh, away ice on away games. Three goals again per game. To start off March, they you know one for one, one and one um, with their split with North Dakota. Uh, they've got a long way to go to get into the tournament. Um, they currently sit 30th after uh, the loss, or after the win on Saturday, the Mavs bumped up from 35 to 32 in the pairwise. Um, and then after their loss on Sunday, uh, I believe they even moved up on, sun on Saturday after the Saturday game. And then on Sunday, for all of the game threes, uh, they moved up another spot to 30, and that is where they sit currently going into this weekend into the playoffs. They sit 30. Denver sits at 5. The Mavs are unranked going into the playoffs and face number 6, Denver, in Magnus. The first time that these freshmen will be playing in Magnus this season. Could be good, could be bad. New environment, you never know. New fresh, um, new fresh ice to play on, so... 
we'll see. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. That is a little bit of stats heading into the playoffs. quick pairwise pulse here we're gonna look at the top 16 teams as it stands right now um so top 16 right now north dakota minnesota state cornell duluth and denver both moved up a spot this last weekend with a boston college tie against um i believe it's bu uh so boston college is at six now with duluth and denver four and five then at seven penn state Massachusetts, Clarkson, Ohio State, UMass Lowell, Bemidji State, the 12, Arizona State 13, Michigan 14, 15 is Maine. Western Michigan currently sits in the 16th spot, however, they would be the first team out. Um, the AHA, the Atlantic Hockey Tournament winner, will take the 16th spot. Um, it looks like it will either be, I believe, Sacred Heart or AIC, most likely. Um, and of course, anything can happen. Those are the two top teams in the Atlantic Hockey um, Tournament, sorry, <laughs> uh, that are left. Uh, Sacred Heart currently sits 23, AIC currently sits 26, so of course outside the top 16, so they would get that 16 spot. So you want to be top 15 as it stands right now, but there's still a lot of hockey to be played, a lot of upsets can be made. So you never know. You want to be definitely, um, I think, the break-even point um, where you're kind of on the bubble is still around 12, 13. Um, so Bemidji State, Arizona State, Michigan, that's 12 through 14 right there. Maine definitely on the bubble. Western on the bubble. Quinnipiac on the bubble as low as 17. You got some teams that moved up. Um, Minnesota and Northeastern both moves up on Sunday. Notre Dame, of course, their season is most likely over. They lost the series to Minnesota in the Big Ten uh, tournament. They dropped a 20, um, and is most likely their season is over um, after a very strong start, um, after their strong finish last season, after a very strong start. They kind of had uh, a very good start, as I just said. Uh, they kind of found... Um, they found a cold spot near the middle of the season that really dropped them down and they just were not able to bring it back up to the standard and get their wins that they needed down the stretch um, and eventually like I just said lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament uh, on the road at Minnesota so um, other teams that are you know close to that 20 spot that um, have a chance I know Bowling Green and Providence are still playing Sacred Heart St. Cloud, uh, Michigan Tech had the road sweep of, um, who'd they play? They were on the road. They swept their, um, their series in the WCHA tournament. And AIC still playing, and that's about it. Um, Omaha, as I just said, is 30. They still have a chance, of course. They do need to win their quarterfinal matchup against Denver this weekend to keep their season alive. Two wins against Denver will definitely help in the pairwise, but I think it comes down to more. They need to, they need to have, they need to win four games, four of the next five games here. Two in Denver, and then two in St. Paul to make the tournament. Um, and you know, could kick Western Michigan out if Western 
you know, either doesn't make it to St. Paul or if Western makes it to St. Paul and loses, no. So that's where we currently sit. Um, I believe locks for the tournament is all the way down to like 10 Ohio State. Um, Lowell's right there at 11. So if you're top 10, you're pretty much a lock, which is where three um, NCHC teams are, Western. As I've said before, at 16, they're right on the brink there. They definitely need to win uh, some games this weekend against St. Cloud. Get to St. Paul and uh, do very well there as well to really solidify a spot in the NCAA tournament. That's where we stand right now. Um, next weekend, there will be a lot more. Um, well, after this weekend, of course, there will be a lot a lot less teams playing hockey. A lot of seasons will be ending this weekend. And the pairwise rankings will come into effect even more coming next week. So next week's pairwise poll should be very interesting. Who knows where we will be. Will Omaha get their first win against Denver in however long? Will some other team in some other tournament or teams in tournaments come up big and upset some of these teams um, and claim a spot in the NCAA tournament. Um, some locks that are currently still playing are Minnesota State, North Dakota. They're still playing in their tournaments. Of course, with NCHC being, NCHC and Hockey East being the last two to start this weekend. Um, Boston College is pretty much a lock. They're still playing. However, you know, it comes down to uh, for at least the NCHC, three of the four teams, you know, that are locks for the tournament are pretty good favorites, pretty favorable for this weekend winning their matchups. So it looks as if, um, if you know, if North Dakota, Duluth, and Denver all win their series this week, um, they really uh, don't have, not that they don't have a lot to play for next weekend up in St. Paul. However, they're not playing for a tournament bid like some other teams would be um, in their conference semifinals. Um, they'll be just playing for their conference tournament championship. They won't really necessarily worry about trying to make the tournament. So that's kind of, I believe that's how, kind of how we were last year. Um, it was North Dakota, Duluth, right? St. Cloud, Duluth, Cardinal College, and Denver. That's right. Denver was up there last year. Um, yeah, it was uh, more or less three teams that were in the tournament already, and Colorado College was just happy to be there. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> we'll come down to it. That is the pairwise pulls for this weekend. Next, we'll take a final look at the NCHC standings and get a small preview of the NCHC quarterfinal matchups that are coming up this weekend. All right, we're taking a look around the final weekend that was the NCHC season in the 1920 season. Um, it came down to Omaha getting an upset on Friday to open the door for um, a Duluth share of the Penrose. Um, 
St. Cloud, of course, lost on, on Friday, eliminating them from that four spot, getting the final, or at least eliminating them from playing for the chance on Saturday to get the four spot. So they were solidified in fifth. Omaha solidified sixth with the Miami loss um, early Friday night. Western Michigan came in clutch there for Omaha, took care of business. Uh, so five and six were clinched. Um, CC later that night had a chance to make it interesting at the bottom between seven and eight. However, they only got one point, so they did not. They were not able to catch uh, Miami. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> goodness, uh, this is just going to be a lot of brain farts in this episode. So let's try to keep it on track, Brent. Um so yeah, things got interesting after Friday night, which made Saturday uh, in the NCH team a lot of fun to watch. North Dakota needed to lose, and Duluth had to win to get a, to get a share. However, Duluth and North Dakota pretty much uh, shared. The only thing they shared on Saturday were goals, um, with North Dakota potting five against Omaha, and Duluth putting up six on St. Cloud. Both teams won, which meant that North Dakota, with their win, uh, claimed outright possession of the 1920 Penrose Cup on Omaha ice, of course. But at least it wasn't officially won on Omaha ice, so uh, that streak's kind of over. Anyway, um, so yeah, St. Cloud losing on Friday meant that it was just between Denver and Western Michigan who both locked uh, home ice on Friday night. Then it was just coming down to who was finishing third and who was finishing fourth. Western Michigan swept their weekend series against Miami, which put them with 41 points uh, with the Denver CC game still being played on Saturday night with Omaha mostly. Omaha and St. Cloud both watching to see where they would be going uh, this weekend. And eventually Denver uh, pulled away from Colorado College, a 5-1 score there. Um, where Denver squeaked out the three spot by one point over Western Michigan. Um, if Denver had not gotten all three points, if they had tied Western, um, then Western would have been the three seed. Omaha would have been going there, and it would have been Denver St. Cloud at Denver. However, that didn't pan out. So the final NCHC conference standings, we had North Dakota with a 17-4-3-2 record 56 points finished in first place sole possession of the Penrose Cup in 2019-2020 in second Minnesota Duluth finished 17-5-2-0 with 53 points Denver finished third 11-8-5-4 with 42 points Western Michigan finished in fourth 12-9-3-2 41 points those are your home teams for this upcoming matchup, these upcoming quarterfinal matchups. Then, 5 through 8, we had St. Cloud at 5, 10, 12, 2, and 1, 33 points for the Huskies. Omaha finished 8, 13, 3, and 0, 27 points. Miami finished 5, 16, 3, and 2 for 20 points. Colorado College finished 4-17-3-1 with 16 points. That is your NCHC uh, final standings for 1920. 
As I posted before, you can see the point progression as the season went on from the beginning of the NCHC uh, play all the way to the end. Um, you can go check that out on my Twitter um, if you haven't already seen it. Um, the NCHC has retweeted it, so you might have seen it already from them. Uh, Dave Starman, the play-by-play uh, -play announcer from CBS Sports Network, he retweeted it, so I'm sure. Some of you have already seen it, but regardless, you can go check out that on my Twitter at OMAPSHockeyFan, at O-M-A-B-S-H-K-Y-F-A-N. You can go check that out to see um, a really interesting view of how the NCHC went this, this year. Uh, as Riley, my sister, was telling me, she looked at it, and Omaha, you know, obviously, this is an Omaha stat cast, Omaha never... Uh, never had home ice to defend. They were never able to break the top four in the NCHC this year. They were always chasing. So that was one uh, interesting thing uh, that she pointed out uh, that I hadn't really recognized or uh, put two and two together on. So definitely something to look forward to next, next year. Um, as I said in, in last week's StatCast podcast, um, when the season is officially over for Omaha, I will be doing a full season recap, game by game, going over some highlights, um, just briefly explaining each game, how it went, um, some big headlines, and uh, just wrapping the season up. That'll probably be after um, next weekend, obviously. If, you know, if Omaha can't get it done this weekend, obviously the season will be over, but I'll probably wait until after the Frozen Faceoff um, when the reg or when the playoffs are done, at least until um, until the regional. And then uh, we'll wrap everything up. We'll put a bow on the season as a uh, regional start. Um, obviously, unless Omaha is in a regional. You never know. Stranger things have happened, but... We'll wrap everything up, talk about the season, go over um, some things to look forward to next season, and uh, that'll be that. Uh, the NCHC did announce today, as we look around the NCHC still, the all-rookie team, where Joey Abate and Brandon Scanlon from Omaha were named to the all-rookie team as a forward and a defenseman. Others were Bobby Brink from Denver, Shane Pinto from North Dakota, uh, Ronnie Adderd from Western Michigan was the other defenseman. And then Magnus Krona from Denver was the goaltender, all-rookie goaltender. That is uh, a final look at the NCHC, around the NCHC this season. Uh, next weekend, we'll, we'll, next week, we'll take a look at how the quarterfinal games went. Who's making it to St. Paul? Who's going to St. Paul? That'll be, that'll be awesome. We'll see where we're at. And again, you never know. Where are we going to be in a week? Next Tuesday, who will be packing up and heading to St. Paul? Will Miami and Colorado College, the bottom two, the two, uh, in my opinion, weakest teams in the conference, will they be packing up? Will Colorado College make a back-to-back -back appearance for the first time ever? Will Omaha make their first appearance in St. Paul? You never know. The NCHC this year, I believe, was probably the most even it's been um, 
since I've really gotten into it. Of course, I've always been a fan since the NCHC started, but I haven't, you know, been getting, wasn't always huge into every game, you know. So I believe that this season was probably the most even the conference has been. Um, I believe, in my opinion, the only upsets could be Omaha and St. Cloud over their respective opponents, but you never know. Colorado College has played. They didn't beat, but they played with North Dakota for one game where they took them to overtime in a 0-0 game before getting routed the next night, but that's different. Um, Miami, of course, you've seen Omaha beat you know North Dakota twice, the only team to do it in the season. Uh, beat them three times this year with an overtime win. You never know what they could do up in Duluth. Um, of course, Omaha and Denver, they only played the one series this year in Omaha where they tied both games. You never know what could happen. You know, the uh, Omaha was 13 seconds away from a win. You take those two points back that we didn't get that night, and you never know where we could be. And St. Cloud Western, I just think will be a very physical game, very physical series. You never know what's going to happen up, up in, uh, over in Western, so you never know. This weekend will be very entertaining, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, and that is all I have uh, for this week. Again, the Mavs head to Denver, number six Denver, to face off against the Pioneers this weekend in their quarterfinal matchup, looking for two wins in any fashion um, to get to St. Paul for the first time. I guess when I say in any fashion, it's uh, kind of, you know, um, just just going up there and scoring more goals than them is what it comes down to, honestly. That's all they have to do. It's a lot easier said than done, but looking for two wins against Denver. Um, again, if, if they split Friday, Saturday. Sunday will be game three. Friday and Saturday's games can be seen on nchc.tv. Um, Donnie and Terry will be on 1180 The Zone. Um, both games start at 8 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. And Sunday, if necessary, that game will start at 6 o'clock Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Central Time, if necessary, of course. So, of course, if the team split Friday, Saturday. Sunday will be played at 7 o'clock central again. Only can be seen on nchc.tv. So, go follow me on Twitter, as I said before, um, at omavshockeyfan, at omavshockeyfan, O-M-A-V-S-H-K-Y-F-A-N. Follow me on at mavsliveupdate, M-A-V-S-L-I-V-E-U-P, D-A-T-E. That is where I update as much as I can. Um, If I'm watching the game, of course, this weekend we'll be on the road. Um, I believe Friday night I'll be able to. Saturday night's still up in the air. Um, So um, I will keep everyone posted if you follow me there. Um, So yeah, follow me there. Denver, Omaha, of course. It comes down to Denver again. The senior team looking for a win before they graduate against this pioneer team so 
Until next week, go Mavs.